Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hot flashes, irritability, intimate dryness, even unsatisfying sex. Hi, I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck, a board-certified OBGYN who has spent over 20 years helping women just like you safely find relief from these very natural symptoms without having to resort to hormones. To help my patients feel their best, I recommend products from Bonafide Health. Bonafide is a women's health company dedicated to providing women with non-hormonal and clinically validated products that work. Bonafide provides safe and effective solutions to manage a range of menopausal, sexual health, and PMS-related symptoms. That's why I recommend Bonafide products to my patients every day. In fact, I am also a Bonafide medical advisor. What I like most is that Bonafide products provide women real relief without compromise. Ladies, don't waste another minute feeling less than your best. Go to HelloBonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's HelloBonafide.com and code RADIO39. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. Hey guys, let's talk about something here. Alcoholism and addiction. Is your marriage, your relationship, your family, is it suffering because of your drinking? It's time to stop. Go to CasaPalmera.com. All the help you need is there. There is a solution. CasaPalmera.com. Well, okay. We so are ready. To, I'm supposed to tell you what I'm watching. What are you right? watching? Are you back on the watching thing? Or are you just stuck watching nothing but Mavericks basketball? No, actually, first of all, I'd like to say I'm reading uh, the book that you told me to read. Oh, which one? Um, the minor league baseball book. The only thing is it has to work? That one. And you're going to let me borrow it when you're done? Have you not read it? No, I haven't read it. What was the? I thought that was the book that the Gulls had everybody read last year. No, that was about the um, the Seattle Sounders. Oh right. Okay, so yeah, so I'm uh, I don't know, maybe ten percent of the way through this book. I started reading it the other. It's a great book. It's already a great book. Like hilariously good, very well written. Um, kind of that written from that first person where they're also it's it's two writers and they switch off each chapter, and it's in real time. So they like while they're writing it, they know they're writing a book and but they don't know like how it's going to end. Nice. Um, and they're they're not really sharing each other's chapters with each other. So like there's a lot of like, I don't know if this guy wrote about this, but I'm going to tell you my part of this story. It's really good. It's really good. I look um, forward to this. I, 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 I don't know if I can loan it to you because I got it on my Kindle. Oh, Kindle. I love my Kindle. Yeah. I, I know you're not your Kindle even, you're, too. Yeah. Uh, so as far as what I'm watching, yes. Um, so I, I had just been watching nothing but NBA and and some San Diego State basketball. Uh, but big one Monday shout out. Yeah, but I haven't been sleeping very well the last week or so. It's your diet. Um, no, it's the <laughs> go to hell. It's uh the the stress of you know potentially buying a home is yes. is, is overwhelming. Um, so I keep waking up at five in the morning and I can't stop my brain. So I just get up and I, I watch an hour's worth of TV or so. And I really hadn't found anything that I felt like watching more than once. Um, you know, I've watched a movie that I called it split up into two parts. This morning, Netflix recommends to me, uh, a documentary series from, I believe, 2013, which was Oliver Stone's The Untold History of the United States of America. What? And I'm like. 
You've got to be kidding me. This is going to be fantastic. Uh, so I watched an episode this morning. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is It is so filled with smart things and also out-of-control conspiracy theories. Um, it's beautiful. Episode one is about how literally, like, if you showed this in a history class, people would get really upset. Uh, episode one is about how uh, the Allies and America didn't really win World War II. It was the Russians. And it and like lays it really? out, lays it out in like this this really convincing way, and also talks about the Russian people as if they're heroes. Like the Russian people, the, these people that came up from nothing, fought for the future of civilization. It's it's intense and also incredibly entertaining to watch. So. Even though I only had like 10 minutes after I finished the first episode, I watched 10 minutes of the next episode. Just to get going. Just because I, I, I have this uh, thirst that needs to be quenched now. Um, and it was, uh, I think it was about how FDR was like a crook. And it's, it's amazing. And, and Oliver Stone narrates the whole thing. Of course he does. Of course he does. And he did it all in one night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even know the cameras were running. He just was having a dinner party. So I'm, uh, I'm watching a lot of Oliver Stone uh, documentary series, which I, I highly recommend as well. Well, you know, it's great that Netflix recommended that to you. I, I open up my Netflix app, and unfortunately, my algorithm is completely screwed because I. Why they give you different users? I've, I've let James use yeah. my account so much that now basically all I am ever recommended is Dino Trucks or Voltron. <laughs> Look, I find Voltron to be, you know, particularly good, but that's just me too. Maybe that's part of my preferences. Netflix has figured you out. Make the Padres Great Again. That is the name of the podcast. It's the working title. What do you think about changing the title? I... mm. So many people like the title. Uh, let's stick I with do it for too, now. But we'll stick with it for now. Uh, Eventually, get rid of it. Maybe turn to something more, you know, less toxic. Perhaps this is Hot Stove Preview Part Two. Part Two. Part, part Two. But first, but first, my friends, we have breaking, breaking news, breaking bad. Sure. The San Diego Padres in a dramatic video. They revealed their new uniform setup. So new. For 2017. So very their, new. Their brand new. Where was that? Did you find Was it on the Padres Twitter? It was on the Padres okay, Twitter. Because I want the music. I, I think the music is is highly appropriate to play I'm glad here. you decided to look this up now. Well, and, and look. Not previously. Right? Why? Well, I've got it right now. I'm that good. You're going to have to hit the volume thing because it's probably going to mute it. I, I understand all of this. I hope you so, turned off our theme music. I did. Okay. So the Padres announce today via social media and dramatic music. That the 2017 uniform combinations have arrived. Returning. Friday home brown. Oh, man. Yes, sir. Home Sundays. Yep, we're going to wear the camos again. Of course. Way back Wednesdays. I love the way back Wednesday uniform. And new for 2017. Blue and white. That's it. That's just blue just and white. Blue and white. <laughs> 
Oh, and that crappy-looking bow tie on our road jerseys again. Yeah, the one that makes you not proud of San Diego when you read it. That one. And two gray mannequins wearing player 17. Right. Introduce the San Diego Padres new jerseys. Renfro. When they, when, we actually think no one will ever be on this team. Am I crazy? Last year when they did the uniform reveal with the yellow, they had players come out wearing it. And like, granted, that was kind of bad because it was Kemp and Shields. Yeah, so but maybe, still. Maybe they're trying to avoid whatever bad juju they, they put on the players last year. But seriously. You they got two from J.C. Penney's and just put two mannequins up there. Well, they look like you know, shirts you'd buy from JCPenney's. My favorite was, uh, and I retweeted this, Matt Sussman from SB Nation uh, tweeted out, uh, here's a look at the Padres 2017 jerseys. And it was just like a, a bag of Hanes white t-shirts. Right. Because it's it, that's as plain and, and bland as their jerseys look. Those mannequins, they had to tie their arms down to keep them from making shrug emojis. <laughs> or ripping the jerseys. Just, just going, yeah. That's us. Come on, Padres. Yeah. Um, Seriously? I think it was Padres Jagoff that said that because they have the Wayback Wednesday jerseys, the uh, Brown Friday jerseys, the Sunday camo jerseys, this potentially, and I don't know how this works really, but he said there is a potential for them to wear five different uniforms in five consecutive games. That's that's not that's not fun. That's that's you've gone off the deep end. Yeah, I guess that is true because if they had a Wednesday road game, but I don't know if they, and then do they wear thir- the do they, they wear the way they back? wear the gray bow tie. Oh no no no! I'm, oh okay okay. Uh, like I let's think, say they had a uh, 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 right. Maybe they couldn't. Yeah, do it. I, I think you have because, to have a road game in there. I think you have to have a road game in there, which makes this really difficult, unless it's like one road game. Yeah, it doesn't uh, make sense. Yeah, I'm not sure how that works. But still, there's there's a lot of uniforms out there. There's okay. The brown ones are nice. Brown ones are okay. You Thanks for you, sticking with that for at least a day. Thanks for keeping your toe on the water. Makes your uh, makes your hoodie more relevant. Obviously, you don't want so so. What's the deal? Oh, your jersey. You more don't relevant. want to go brown until you think you're good again. You don't want to go brown ever again. You want to go brown. You've got a stand of brown stuff someone, that you sell. Someone doesn't like the brown. Someone important doesn't like the brown. Like maybe maybe Peter Seidler doesn't like the brown. But how do you like this, which has been compared to the Brewers or just to generic team in automatic? We didn't get licensing baseball game on your N- Nintendo 64. You know, like the most generic uniform you could imagine. Right. The the Padres uniforms for 2017 are like tap water. What like when you get a Yahoo Fantasy Baseball League, they just give you a plain jersey. <laughs> it's the Padres jersey. That's the Padres jersey. This this is so disappointing. Yeah. Like they they got rid of the gold. I liked the gold accent. The yellow. Or the, the yellow. yellow. Yeah. yeah. The yellow accent. I liked the it yellow. It was it was better than nothing. Compared to this. Yeah. I mean, this is the same uniform without the yellow accent. I would have maybe replaced like if you wanted to keep it this simple and really heavily focused on white and blue, I would have just replaced the yellow with the the orange and said, Hey, this is, you know, our old colors from the nineties, blue, white, and orange. So we're gonna have the most boring lame-ass, anonymous. Who, who's that team again? Except, Uniforms ex- in, in Major League Baseball. Except on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. At home. At home. Right. Yes. Wednesdays at home, we're 
Now, they showed the, the mid-90s pinstripes. Does that mean that it will be the mid-90s pinstripes if again? I, if I remember correctly, the Wayback Wednesday is they jump around. So you get some of the Taco Bell hat, you get some of the brown and orange, you get some of the mid-90s pinstripes, blue and orange. Uh, I think it's a different okay. uniform every yeah, few weeks. La- well, I feel like the year before it was the the early 90s brown and orange pinstripes, and then last year it was the 98 style. I think they jump around. Okay. Well, like they- from, from game to game, they jump around. Of, co- of course they do. Of course they do. Because they have no identity. Consistency is not important here. Padres, your uniform is part of your identity. And it's brown. You're going to come around to it one of these days. Just just open up to it, man. Open up to the brown. Yeah. This makes me sad. Hurts my heart. Yeah. Okay. I, I If you could see it, maybe we should take a picture. On our whiteboard, I made sure to write the biggest letters for uniforms suck. I think we've made the point, though. Let's move on to Rule 5 update. In our part one of our hot stove preview, John... We speculated as to whether the Padres would protect players like Javi Guerra and Walker Lockett. And, and they did. And they did. They protected them all. But most importantly, they filled up their 40-man roster. Yes, but I did a little research here. Yes. I looked at the 40-man roster, and about six of those guys or seven of those guys or eight of those guys are due to become free agents, mm. which means you can cut them and it doesn't affect you. Because you know they're they're not they're not going to they be don't belong a, to you anymore. Yeah, they're not going to be on your forty man roster in a couple weeks anyway. They actually uh, part of the process to you know free up the three spaces is they designated Brett Wallace for assignment. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Despite the fact Brett Wallace is going to be a free agent in a couple weeks, they designated for him for assignment, and in the article it said he uh, he decided to go the route of free agency instead. <laughs> because what's he going to do? He's going to call up the, the, the El Paso Chihuahuas. Hey, I'm a free agent in like two weeks, but I belong to you now. Yeah. No, there's no point. Hey, I'm turning up tomorrow. You want me to help around the, there's, <laughs> help around the stadium? As as soon as, well, they're, they're going to get rid of probably six or seven guys and just go. And these, then they're fine. These are our pending free agents. We decided to release them now. Because this doesn't hurt you in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I think all that does is... I think it allows teams to get a head start on signing those guys. That's all it does. Okay. They don't have to wait for a certain date at midnight to become free agents. They become free agents now, which honestly probably helps them a little bit. Yeah, like, I mean, that, uh, that, makes, the that makes my mind ask questions like, how how did Josh Reddick then sign with Houston already? I think that's a uh, handshake deal. Okay. I think. Oh, oh, maybe that one of those things that's not official yet? I believe so, yes. Or Okay, well, and and then someone's tweeting me in the future telling me that we're both wrong. So who knows? Okay. Uh, Let's move on to number three. So rule five, we're keeping all those guys, and we'll probably release some things and still get to draft rule five guys. Yes. Great. Trade options. We're now, this is really where we're starting part two. 
because part one was looking at what we had, right? Who do we have? Who should we keep? Part two is who should we get? So the history of the Padres and the present of the Padres both suggest strongly that if the Padres are to do anything well, hello, uh, that they will do it by trade. It won't be signing Bafo free agents. Why would they? There's no right. purpose. There's no we, purpose. We just talked about this, uh, you know, 20 minutes ago, which is when you look at players the Padres could potentially sign, you ask yourself the same question for all of them. Why? Because yeah. If you're not trying to win games, you know, you, you have a very specific reason as to why you signed certain free agents. We'll get to that in a minute. But yes, if you're if you're going to vastly improve this team this year, you're probably doing it through trades in which you get lucky with the prospects you get back. Or maybe more likely you're making trades to get worse. You're making trades to get better again in that same window to keep building up that 2019-2020 team. And so I look at, these are the names I wrote down as trade options for the San Diego Padres. Now, number one on this list, again, should be Tyson Ross. Isn't Tyson Ross. Well, he's got no value right now. He's got no value. He's hurt. So, bummer, bummer, bummer. Beyond that, it's Jan Hervis Salarte by a mile. Yeah, I don't know if it's by a mile, but yes. I mean, Jan Hervis, the next four names we wrote down were Brad Hand, Brandon Maurer, Derek Norris, which I included a little sad face next to. Because he's got no trade value. He has no trade value. And then I wrote an outfielder, question mark? Like maybe AJ getting creative making a decision. He's already made a choice. He he likes Margot, and he's going to cut Jankowski and, you know, whatever. And so he's going to trade Jankowski in a deal, and we're going to be like, what? But, For what? I, I'm just saying. You yeah. Know, for something out there. Something else he likes. Some other thing that's going to help. A shortstop, maybe. Who I knows? No, I can't see any of that happening. Okay. Solarte, you could move. Solarte, you could definitely move. You should move. Brad Hand, I think it would make a lot of sense to move Brad Hand. Oh, yeah. And you'd get a lot back for him. And this is the perfect market for him because there are a lot of people out there right now telling themselves that the reason the Cubs and the Indians played in the World Series is because they traded for Andrew Miller and rolled as Chapman. So they're looking around going, obviously Chapman's a free agent, but someone with big pockets is going to sign him. So someone with less than big pockets is going, how do I get a great, great arm. Well, the Padres will give me one. They have three. All I have to do is give them a prospect and we'll be in the World Series this year. It's perfect market to move Brad Hand and they should move Brad Hand. I would like to second the motion that this is the time to move Brad Hand, but offer a separate reason why, which is that it is the nature of relievers who absorb extraordinary workloads in a single season. You could just say he's not going to be as good. To recede. He's not going to be as good. He's not going to be as good. Right. What, that was too wordy? No, it was fine. I'm just saying. I'm adding the point of the the 83 games. You were adding a lot of flourish there. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to think he's a worse pitcher. He could be the same pitcher, but have a more tired arm. Right, that's true. That's my point. Um, The next guy on the list, Brandon Maurer. I don't see a lot of trade value there. Don't think so? Not right now. I, I think I think the teams that would be interested in Maurer are more than happy because it's another guy who got a lot of work last year. I think they're more than happy to see how the season starts and maybe trade for him in June or July. 
You asked Bill Center on 1090 if Derek Norris was tradable, and he thought that you could get a couple mid-level prospects for Derek Norris. And well, I, I laughed out loud when you said that. Yeah, so what I said to Bill was that I thought, like I said on the podcast last week, I thought that they should walk away from Derek Norris and not offer him arbitration. And Bill was like, well, no, you, you should trade him. And he said, you know, you can trade players that are arbitration eligible, and then they just go, the, the new team gets to offer them arbitration. And I was like, yeah, but what are you getting back for him? And he's like, oh, you can get a couple prospects. And I was like, I don't, I don't think you can get, I don't think you can get anything for Derek Norris right now except something that somebody doesn't want. Yeah. In which case, you're just trading garbage for garbage. And I'd rather not take someone else's garbage because that garbage is probably going to be signed for a couple of years. I'd rather just walk away from our garbage, leave it on the curb and start out fresh. What you're going to get in all likelihood when he says a couple prospects, it means a couple guys who never get above double or triple A. Right. You know, just a couple of guys to fill out an organizational roster, bottom of the roster guys at double or triple A. Guy who's got a real good athletic body. He's fast, but he only has one hand. (laughs) One of those. So uh, Norris in, in that, and this is the same thing I said last week, basically in these scenarios, I just keep Norris because... He's going to lose whatever arbitration case he gets. And I figure I at least know that there is a version of Derek Norris that's performed in the major leagues effectively. These two schleps I get are just going to, you know, chunk around in in San Antonio for a while. Who cares? Mm. Maybe Norris resuscitates and then I can move him. And maybe his value inflates, in other words. By and large... Uh, whatever his arbitration is, even if his gets turned down and they uh, do. Do you think people understand how arbitration works? You s- each side submits a figure. Right. Both and, of them are higher right. than the last thing. was. Right. Right. And, and an arbiter decides which one makes the most sense. Right. And that's the one that that goes forward. Um, Whatever the Padres offer Derek Norris in arbitration is going to be more than what he made last year. Amazingly. Th- no, think about that. You said, oh, maybe just keep him around. Whatever they have, whatever they're paying him next year. Whatever it is, is going to be more than what they paid him last year. And he was garbage last year. Has anyone ever offered a pay cut in arbitration? I don't think that's legal. They like, should I'm, try. They should try. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not, that's not legal under the uh, current CBA. Okay. So, by the way, if the Padres traded Solarte, what would they do? Well, they'd put Ryan Schimpf at third base. Yes. And that makes more sense. It frees up second base for Spangenberg until he gets hurt in the second week. And then you have a Swahe right there. And then you have a Swahe. So you've got a ch- And it gives a Swahe a chance to get some at-bats. Yep. So and I like I, it and all I th- the way around. And I think Schimpf, look, Schimpf wasn't the greatest defensive second baseman, and he's kind of a big guy. Uh, and the style that he plays, where it's walks and power, I think it all works better at third base than it does at second base. I, I would argue that... Solarte's game is that of like an above average second baseman, but he kind of comes in as like a weird third baseman because he doesn't have a lot of pop. He's not really big. He's got like speed. Um, and the same thing's true with Schimpf in, in the opposite, in that he's probably a third baseman playing second base, like a Jed Jerko. So I think it, if I were the general manager, my goal to start the season would be Schimpf at third and Solarte getting me something back, like a, you know, a single-A pitcher. The best reason to trade Solarte is because you're probably trading off of the best season of his career. Yeah, and you should you should be looking at every player on your roster with the possible exception of 
Margot and Myers and Renfro and saying, is this as high as their value gets? And if the answer is yes, you pull the trigger and send them somewhere and get back something. By the way, this whole conversation is reminding me that um, John, uh, Matt Fryers, yes. sent me a, a DM uh, after the last podcast and said, you know, we had the whole conversation about when did Colin Ray get hurt? And we never had the conversation about um, who is the guy that got back? Paddock. From- Paddock. He's like, we never had the conversation about when Paddock got hurt. Because he had what three starts in the yeah, minors, three or four starts, and then he needed Tommy John surgery. Yeah, apparently it's a see. Yeah, I yeah I know. I want I want I want to yeah. give the shout out to him because because it was a good point and it seemed to fit in here with our conversation about prospects. So next up, free agency. This is one of the most dismal free agent years in baseball history, and it's one of those like the, it has to be a bad year because I believe it's next year that it's Harper and Machado. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the money's going to be flying if any of them reach free agency, right? So the I saw a list of pitcher values and it showed where the free agents sat on the pitcher value chart and it was so ugly. They're like a hundredth. I mean, and Rich Hill is the only guy that was on the upper spectrum. And do you really wanna I'm not thirty six year old Rich Hill and his blister problems? Right. And we're not talking about the Padres here, obviously. I mean, if you're a contender. Right. You know, you don't want to rely on the Dodgers didn't want to rely on Rich Hill right. for God's sakes. Um Here's the other thing to consider, because I was trying to figure out why this free agent class is so terrible. And I think despite the fact that right now next year's class has like a bunch of big names on it, I don't think it's going to by the time we get there. I think Machado will be signed. Harper will be signed. The same way Strasburg was supposed to be a part of this class. He was supposed to be the big money guy, and he's just not because the Nationals gave him a ton of money. And I was trying to figure out— Before he got hurt again. Yes. And I was trying to figure out how and why this happened. Why— why all of a sudden are we on this trend where good players don't leave their original teams? And this is really the first influx of all of that TV money. I mean, mm. just billions rolling into these teams. They're just overrun with money. They have so much money right now that they look at Bryce Harper and they go, okay, paying him $35 million a year sounds crazy, but we have the money, so why not pay him? Baseball money, baseball teams right now, especially ones in big TV markets, have so much money that it just doesn't make sense to let free agents walk. Even if it's someone like Strasburg, who you're not quite sure if he's ever going to be healthy, or someone like Harper, who, you know, same kind of question. They look at that and they go, yeah, we're a little unsure, but we just have so much money that we should never let our star players leave. Interesting theory. And by the way, the the Padres TV contract was part of that sort of everyone all of a sudden is getting rich off TV contracts, except they didn't get a lot of money from it. And half of me, 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 but also you. (laughs) The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, The only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. The money went to John Moore, so they don't get to be in that same boat. They still have a lot more money than they used to, and that's how they had a $100 million payroll. Yes. So, I mean, you know, relatively, they have had that boost. Right, but the, the Dodgers got, their TV contract was like $5 billion. Yeah, the Dodgers' <laughs> contract's ridiculous. Right, but but think about it, like... Even if their owner wasn't already insanely rich, they get like $5 billion handed to them 
Are they ever letting any free agent walk that they actually want? No. Ever. Ever. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. They let Granky go, but right. Apparently they didn't want him. Now they want him back. Yeah. <laughs> they might go get him back. Yeah. We'll but, see. I, but I think that's what it is. And that's why I think, you know, I think free agency for the next few years is going to be an out and out dud because every player that's worth a damn the teams that that have them have so much money that they're just going to keep them. And the only time that's not true is with some small market teams like Milwaukee and maybe San Diego, where they don't have huge TV contracts and just, you know, their their offices aren't filled with cash. The dirty little secret of baseball is that free agency is generally a dud. That's true. And it's considered to be this great thing. But more often than not, a free agent underperforms his contract, gets hurt some point during the deal. Mm-hmm. You you pay for past performance, not future performance. Mm-hmm. You know, for every guy like a Robbie Cano who signs a, a veteran free agent deal and does perform, you've got a guy like Pujols who is living off of his reputation and his ability to still hit the ball over the fence so he can accumulate, you know, he just passed Reggie Jackson. He just, yes. you know, et cetera. And, but he's not delivering value to a team. Team's terrible on the field and he can't be able to play the field anymore mm-hmm. so that's the dirty little secret well jason hayward right gives oh a my ve- gosh. very good very good argument this year as to why you should never really pay a guy a lot of money in free agency jason hayward got to dance and and spray champagne and gave the the speech right gave the you know let's win this one hey, for the he was a leader but he was a damn terrible hitter awful all year long okay so with that being said we already know right we know padres fans we know make the padres great again fans there are no good ideas out here in free agency for the san diego padres what we're looking for is just as we identified last week you'd like to have like a couple maybe veteran pitchers. Well, so here, here's what I was thinking, because uh, I, I did most of the legwork here coming up with a list of I love you, man. potential potential players that, that I think would work well with the Padres. I was and supposed it, to be in Tucson today. I know. And there, there's, there's a couple different things I was looking for, and one of them was veteran leadership. Because if you have a young team and you're expecting them to lose a lot, it's important to have a veteran leader there to make sure they don't go completely off the rails, right? So veteran leaders that don't cost an arm and a leg absolutely keep them involved. And that's one of the reasons that I I think John Jay is still a possibility to be signed by this team, despite the fact he's probably going to make seven, eight million dollars this year. And the other thing is, you know, you're, you're looking for players that can either help your team long term or help with the tank. So what you do is you find the players who aren't in their mid 30s. They're in their late 20s, early 30s. And they have some sort of potential left in there. 
Now, that potential may be very, very small, but I'll give you a, a clear example who's on our board. Matt Latos. You talk to anyone in baseball, they're probably going to tell you Matt Latos is finished. But Matt Latos is 28 years old, and you could probably talk yourself into if he gets back with Darren Balsley and he gets in the right situation, he could possibly be good. And if he's good, then you have him good at 28. And he can stay with your team for another five or six years and be there when they're going to be good in two years. So you get these boom or bust guys, because if they bust, that helps the tank. If they boom, they're young enough to help with your future. Of the the names you've laid out for us on our little whiteboard, the one we put at the top is, to me, honestly, and now you just made a good case for Latos, for a, a one-year, you know, invite right. type thing, right. try and make the team. That's basically what the White Sox did, by the way. Absolutely. And, and it, it and didn't it, work. It worked until it didn't. It almost worked for them. Yeah. Yeah. The name on the top is the oft-injured left-hander with the wispy mustache out of the Texas Rangers, Derek Holland. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my review of Derek Holland like this, because you know my wife is a Rangers fan. Yes. And when they signed Andrew Kashner the other day, she said, tell me what I should know about Andrew Kashner. So I gave her the two-minute spiel about Andrew Kashner and who he is. And she said, oh, well, that's good, because we just lost to Derek Holland. Hmm. So... In her mind, I mean, obviously different skill sets. One yeah. of them's a flamethrower and the other's kind of a control break kind of guy. But she was like, oh, a pitcher that sometimes will give you six or seven great innings and then you feel really great about him. And then he comes out and he stinks the next start and there's really no explanation for it. Sure, we'll take that guy. Derek Holland is Andrew Kashner, except he gets hurt more often. And once you squeeze your eyes... And say, well, what if he stayed healthy? Well, what if he's pitching at Petco? He's boomer well, bust. What if he did with Darren? Da, 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 da. 100% boomer bust. Okay. What's the price tag even on Derek Holland? In, if if Andrew Kashner gets a year and 10 milli, what does Derek Holland get? Probably about the same. Then the Padres shouldn't do it then. Yeah. I mean, probably not. But here's the thing every signing they make, and they can make some one year signings that aren't really about the future. Because here's the thing, you you either spend $10 million on him and he, he busts, which helps the tank, or you spend $10 million on him, he's great, and you trade him at the deadline, and you turn him into prospects. Right. So, is he worth it if you think he can get back $10 million worth of good prospects? I mean, if you can turn him like a Jeremy Hellickson did, you know, to get a, be serviceable enough in Philly that he winds up accepting their $17 million qualifying offer. You there know. you go. And so someone's someone's going to need a starting pitcher. They're going to be willing to part with a low A, you know, future number two. And that's how you you move on with this thing. I'll give you a really good example of that later on when, when we get to secret guy. Yeah, he made list. me write down secret guy. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, now, these these next names, you mentioned Delatos. You've already made the case there. Okay, I've heard it. Tim Lincecum is he's he's useless. He's, he's probably, absolutely he's useless. Probably finished. I no, I've got no use for him. Clayton Richard would make I, Luigi really happy. You also have to you have to mention the fact that Lincecum is one of the greatest pitchers in the world when pitching in San Diego. That's probably not true anymore, but history tells you it might be worth a shot. And if he stinks, that only helps the tank. <laughs> I mean, he was really bad. He's really bad. Uh, Bill Center told me and Ben yesterday that. Clayton Richard is going to sign with the San Diego Padres. Well, and, goody gum And we were like, what? And he said, Clayton Richard wants to be here. His wife wants to be here. His family wants to be here. The team loves him. They're going to sign him. That's not a boom or bust guy. That is because there's no boom there. Right. That's just 
an innings eater because you need one. It's and a I'm, low I'm, ceiling, low floor guy. He might throw 200 innings. He'll, he'll, have, he'll have an ERA of five and a half, but he might throw 200 innings, and that's fine. You need a guy like that to keep the rest of these guys from killing themselves. Well, I completely agree. And so if you're going to re-sign Clayton Richard, fine. Joe Wheeland, we wrote down here. Eh, all right. He's never been good, but he's only 26. This would be one of those things that I would go to Ballsley and I would say, look. Do you we, like him? Do you want him? We can get Wheeland for a year. You've worked with him. Do you think you can make something of him? Because God forbid Joe Whelan at 26 years old comes out and pitches well for half a year. I mean, that's that's good. You can do a lot with it. You can trade him away. You can hold him for the future. If Ballsley thinks he can do something with him, I give him a year contract for, you know, $7 million. Jeremy Guthrie, another name on this list that, to me, fits with a Clayton Richard. Like, a guy who's really bad and is going to give up 35 homers reminds me of Kevin Jarvis with the bad Padres of the early 2000s. Right, but that's, that's part of the good leadership. Like, honestly, if you had him and Clayton Richard at the, the top of your rotation there— you can pretty much bring in any young guy and not worry about them because you know those guys are going to take care of them and put them on the right track. So I like that about them. Yeah. And I I think Guthrie is not good. I don't think Guthrie's good, but I think he can be good enough that someone wants to give up something for him in July. Not anything worthwhile, but something. Cut bait, but that's fine. Maybe. Um. So, I mean, if you think about free agent needs, the most obvious thing to me was shortstop, and then you were like, there's nothing. There's no shortstops. There's none. Nothing. There's nothing none. at all? No, no, no. I I looked. I mean, do you want to pay Ian Desmond $20 million to come no, be a shortstop? He no. was a center fielder last year. Um, I looked at free agent shortstops that would be, you know, somewhere in the, the Padres' budget, mm -hmm. uh, and only one name came back. Alexi Ramirez. <laughs> and you don't want to you don't want to do that again. You don't want to do that again. Um I think Sardinius was pretty good with the Padres last year. I think he'll be pretty good this year. I don't think he's going to set the world on fire. I don't think he's Trey Turner, but I don't think he hurts the tank and I don't think he's completely unwatchable either. If Sardinius starts the year as the shortstop, the Padres will have at least four starting shortstops next year. That's my prediction. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we got up here? Corner outfielder. I wrote next to this, is this Jay? If the price it for John be. Jay is $7 million and he is the guy that can be essentially the captain of your team, maybe in today's market that's worth it. He's got to play to be the captain of your team. And if he plays, that means Jankowski's not playing. I'd rather see what Jankowski can do. But if he's do. cool with only getting... 300 at bats but you're trying to build value so you can trade him there's there's no reason to sign john jay and have him be a backup on your team if you're trying to lose there's no reason at all the backup on your team should be some stiff from the the bleachers if you're if you're <laughs> paying you're right. if you're paying john jay seven million dollars you do it with the intention of he starts every day he plays well we trade him for something in july and my only issue with him and i know we've talked about you know, uh, splitting time with Margot and Jankowski in center field, depending on the pitching matchup, because one's righty, one's a lefty. But you bring Jay in, he's probably your everyday left fielder. And to me, that means significantly less at bats, probably for Margot and significantly less for Jankowski. I would rather just have put Margot in center, Jankowski in left. Uh, you know, he can platoon a little bit with Dickerson out there, Renfro in right and say, Go on, young kids. Show me what you got. If you're terrible for a month, if you're terrible for two, I don't care. Just play and get better over the course of the year. Okay. 
That's my like. I I, I like know, I, I like it. I like John Jay. I think he's a good leader. I think he's a good guy. I think he's a good player. Um, but if you're leaving it up to me, if I'm AJ Preller, I'd rather give Jankowski all those at bats. And seeing as my entry position is to be skeptical of any signing, it doesn't take much to convince me not to sign a guy. There so, you go. I think I agree with you. Uh, so should they sign anybody for corner outfield, or should we just write in that uh, Renfro is in right, Margot is in center, and we've got Dickerson as the fourth outfielder, Jankowski is the left fielder, and um, and someone will win the fifth outfielder job out of the minors? Yeah, I mean, the, the name I wrote down was Travis Snyder. Um, Professional hitter, Travis Snyder? <laughs> he's like a 200 hitter. Um, but pretty good outfielder, been around for a little while. Seems like one of those guys that if someone could figure out that thing that's wrong in his swing, he could be like a, a decent starter. Um, I, I I just looked at him like that could be a project guy. Like if they bring in a fifth outfielder, it should be a project guy. Probably it should be Blash, if we're hmm. being honest. Just some some sort of right, it'll young be a rule five or a, or the next Blash. Right, right, right. A, a young project that by the end of the year you either turn into something or you walk away from. That's, Are they going to be this committed to the super tank? I think so. I think if, so. If they sign Jay, is that a sign that that we're going milk toast? We're going for seventy and ninety. I don't think so. No, I think okay. I think if they sign Jay, it's a sign that they are trying to. They think that they'll get enough value in Jay to trade him in July. Okay. Uh, Will Venables a free agent? Shockingly, Will Venables available? He'd be. Yeah, he's available. <laughs> he is. Uh, he, you know, he's 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 older because he played some basketball yeah. at Princeton. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. I am. Um. He'd be a fine fifth outfielder like John Jay. Can play a little center, can play a corner outfield. He can run. He's a good leader. He knows San Diego. They like him. Will help won't hurt the tank. Right. That's exactly. Not gonna help him win. Not gonna hurt the tank. If he comes in and he plays lights out, they trade him again. First base backup? My thought was this, and I know Brett Wallace is probably just re-signing with this team, but I, I hope not. Um, my thought was this is a spot where you can get a veteran leader who is a good first baseman who can help Will Myers, who's still learning the position. Mm, maybe be a pinch hitter on an off day. Be a pinch hitter on an off day or, you know, a DH when they're playing in AL ballparks. Um, someone, and, and also my, my thought process was if Will Myers goes down, there's no one I trust to play first base on this team at all. Um, so the name I came up with was Justin Morneau. Canada's own Justin Morneau. Canada's own Justin Morneau. We we know he can hit. He's he's a veteran guy. He's not going to be that expensive because he wasn't that good last year. He's had all those concussions. Yeah, but you know if you're not asking him to play every day, I think he'd be good for Myers. But that's what I'm looking for. Hmm. A guy who maybe was a, a starting first baseman five six years ago could come in. You know, if Doug Mankiewicz still existed, I'd say Doug Mankiewicz. But. <laughs> But he doesn't, so I'm going Justin Morneau. I think those two were actually teammates at one point. Justin Morneau, could he come in and start doing workouts in January and get a 20-game or 10-game pack with the Gulls? Because you got to figure he loves hockey. He probably does. Did you hear who is a season ticket holder for the San Diego Gulls? Yeah, and it blew my mind. Blew and mine I was too. like, how did we not get him up to the booth? And it's all-star center fielder Adam Jones Adam of the Baltimore Jones. Orioles who bid $1,000 for Jordan Samuels Thomas's uh, jersey uh, from Military Weekend and then went down and got it autographed and took a picture with JST. I don't mean to make this about race, 
But Adam Jones lately has made some sort of controversial statements in the media about race. He's proud of his race. He wishes there was more African-Americans in baseball. So, of course, he bid to get the jersey of an African-American hockey player. I thought that was so cool. I thought that was so cool that he was, like, representing another guy who's kind of not well represented in the sport. And he was like, I'm looking out for you. But when I heard he was a season ticket holder, I was blown away. Adam Jones just chilling. Who else did I hear? It's Steve Traxel, I believe. That's fantastic. And these guys aren't like sitting in the box. There's no box. Right. They're just hanging out in the crowd. Like, I swear to God, if I see Adam Jones in line just buying a beer, a $2 beer on a Friday, I'm going to lose it because I love Adam Jones. I love Adam Jones, too. I was like, this guy's like, he checks all the boxes for me. He's a great player who's a San Diego and is true to his city, who's culturally aware and outspoken. He's fantastic. Fantastic. Like, I, oh my gosh, I was so excited when I saw that. They said a third name to me. I'm trying to remember. But yeah, there's some like random baseball players who have skull season tickets. By the way, if uh, all this stuff about the tank and don't give up on the philosophy and all that, if the Orioles said trade us your entire team for Adam Jones, I'd do it right yeah, now. Absolutely. Right now. Let's come on. Let's make a mayor. I don't care. I love Adam Jones. This is just fanboy talking, though. A little bit. Uh, so, utility, do we need a new Amarista to replace Amarista? Well, or, or do we always get to have Amarista? Is it like Westworld? Do we just print another Amarista when one Amarista goes down? Thanks, we buddy. just I haven't create watched another? Westworld yet. I'm still. There's robots. Spoiler alert. It's not a spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. It's in the intro um, sequence. <laughs> Amarista is arbitration eligible for one more year. So, this is kind of like the Derek Norris thing. Do you rely on the fact that you can probably go low on his arbitration or does it eat at you that he's probably making more than he made last year? I think we'll does, always does, does have Alexi Amarista until the day we die, Okay, which is well, probably next year. They, they have Amarista. They'll probably re-sign Adam Rosales because if you're going to be tanking, you might as well let Andy Green have his friends on the team. Sure. Um, but let's assume for a second they let Amarista, Amarista walk. They don't re-sign Adam Rosales. Who else? else? The two names I wrote down were Josh Rutledge from the Boston Red Sox, who actually is a somewhat undervalued player. He'd be good uh, and and might even steal that third base job from Ryan Schimpf. And Ruben Tejada, who's not good, but is good enough and can play second, third, and short and, um, you know, isn't an embarrassment out there. Uh, Those are the two guys. They wanted to sign someone as their utility guy. Those would be the guys. that Little Ninja. Good with him. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't want to see that, you know, they're paying him $5 million because that's what the arbiter says. Who's the secret guy? Are you ready for the secret I'm guy? I'm ready for the secret guy. I want to know the guy that's going to make the Padres in 2017 fun, if nothing else. Okay, so there's there's a reason, everybody. There's a reason that I didn't give Craig this guy's name. I wanted to save it for the podcast because I think this is literally the most perfect free agent signing the Padres could make this offseason to the point, and for this player to sign with the Padres, to the point that it actually angers me that we have yet to get the report that that, it's happened. That it's happened. There's no other person the Padres should sign before this guy. There's no other other team this guy should sign with. You don't know who it is. I think I know. Well, I I think I know, but I don't know, and I never will. Well, and you have to... (laughs) You have to remember the philosophy behind signing free agents here is either you get a boomer bust young guy, okay, or you sign someone who's going to get you back a lot at the trading deadline. Okay. 
You said you think you know who it is. I want to know what your, what no, your guess I, is. I, now I don't think I, my guy doesn't fulfill either of those. <laughs> so, who is your guy? <laughs> my guy's Peeve, man. I've said it before. I don't want Peeve on this I team. want Peeve. No, it's just- He's gonna, perfect. Sweet home Alabama. It's just going to make him sad. No one wants to see sad Peeve. He's just getting off his stoner Peeve thing. No one wants to see I, sad- That's what I want to see. I want to see aging stoner Peeve out there, and he sets up the wooden Indian, and then he's out there, and he's battling, and you're like, he got three innings. But can he get through the fourth? Can he get through the fifth? Oh, baby, can he get five and a third tonight? Come on, Jake. Give me that last inning pitched. Like Rod Beck, you know, just leaking that last inning out of the arm. I almost broke the podcast studio. Good job. It's it's delicate. Please don't break the podcast studio. Um, Okay. I don't want to see PV sad. I'd rather PV go to a good team. That's not trying to then tank. They're going to cut him. He'll be sad. Here we can stay all year with a 5.1. No, I don't want it. Why, Pete? Here's my guy. Who's your guy? Fernando. Valenzuela? No. <laughs> he came and he saved. And then we got back a lot in the trading deadline. Fernando. Fernando Rodney, you moron. Okay. Oh, Fernando Rodney. Why is he not signed already? Why? Oh yeah, I'd like to have Fernando Rodney back. Sign him back. Fire he, the arrow. He can he can fire the arrow. He can put up zeros. I was like totally lost. In, in, like, in, in July, we, we got back we got about? back Paddock for him, right? The Padres got back Paddock for him. Was that the trade? Yeah. So Fernando comes out. He shoots arrows. He puts up zeros. Will Myers has a buddy to chat with right. after wins. Oh, and. Then you just deal him again. You deal him again, and you Poor know what? Poor guy. And he comes back next year. Hey, look, he's probably got... <laughs> it's another Westworld thing. It's a racist memory. It's all a distant dream, Fernando. You've never been here before. He probably has a really nice rental home near the beach somewhere that he'd love to get back to. Okay, I'm good with it. Secret that, guy? That's a, like, it's perfect. Fernando, Fernando Rodney. Fernando should be calling like, Fernando, Preller. who are you talking about? He should be calling Preller right now. Preller should be looking at his phone and going, oh my God, of, yeah, course. of course. Picking up the phone. I'm writing the contract right now. Look at your email. That's Fernando Rodney's my guy. So before I, I they like do that. anything else, sign Fernando Rodney. Just re Fernando Rodney. And... The, the the other bright side of this is he legitimately makes the team better and you can you can literally fire off this team where like none of the starting pitchers no matter who they are I don't care if it's Derek Holland or, or Joe Whelan none of them have to go more than five innings ever because then you just line up Mauer caps hand Rodney and then in July you ship them all out ship them out and you get an incredible stock of prospects. And two years from now, we're the best team in the league. We're celebrating a World Series. <laughs> Fernando Rodney just keeps getting flipped. <laughs> every year. And every year, it's like, all I want to do is pitch in San Diego. This is the only place I want to be. Come on in, buddy. <laughs> Don't worry. We're not going to pull the football away this time. <laughs> Have a go. Stand right here on this rug. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, you've made me happy. I like that idea. Fernando Rodney for free agency. Uh, but I still want Peeve. Can I have Peeve if you have Rodney? Just, I want Peeve. Then it's going to be on you when Peevey's sad and he's getting fat because all he's doing is sitting around and smoking pot and eating munchies because he's sad. 
He's going to be so happy. He's going to be so sad. He's going to be happy. He's going to be the ace. And we'll be, be like, Dad, gummit. And we'll have, again, we'll have that Ship great him. southern charm, just like we have with Rivers. We'll have it back with PV, where he's like, Oh, Dad, gummit. We had the Dad gum thing, and then we let the Dad he gum thing He doesn't talk like that anymore. He's a stoner from San Francisco now. He grew his hair long. It's like, hey, man, it's all cool. Ship him to Seattle. They got legal weed there. I guess. Or the Rockies. No, the Rockies will be so sad with the Rockies. At least with the Padres, he'll have a little bit of happy. Okay. We're making the Padres great again with Fernando Rodney. And I still want Peavy. We'll see what's next in the hot stove. This week's show is brought to you by SportsBettingDime.com, your source for the latest odds, betting trends, matchup analysis, and advice. SportsBettingDime.com provides the coverage fans need to bet with confidence every time. Follow along for breaking news and explore tools that make it easy to find the biggest money makers and best odds. Their future trackers cover every major league and more, so you always know who has the best shot at the title. Whenever you want to get in the game, sportsbettingdime.com has the action covered from every angle. Check it out at sportsbettingdime.com. Hot flashes, irritability, intimate dryness, even unsatisfying sex. Hi, I'm Dr. Alyssa Dweck, a board-certified OBGYN who has spent over 20 years helping women just like you safely find relief from these very natural symptoms without having to resort to hormones. To help my patients feel their best, I recommend products from Bonafide Health. Bonafide is a women's health company dedicated to providing women with non-hormonal and clinically validated products that work. Bonafide provides safe and effective solutions to manage a range of menopausal, sexual health, and PMS-related symptoms. That's why I recommend Bonafide products to my patients every day. In fact, I am also a Bonafide medical advisor. What I like most is that Bonafide products provide women real relief without compromise. Ladies, don't waste another minute feeling less than your best. Go to HelloBonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's HelloBonafide.com and code RADIO39. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.